Thank you for joining me on the You Are Not For Everyone podcast. I am Jackie Henderson, and I'm a licensed mental health counselor with a specialization in holistic and somatic practices. On this podcast, we have real talk about mental health issues, including trauma, depression, anxiety, personality disorders, and much, much more. I hope that you'll enjoy the show. Let's get started. This is You Are Not For Everyone, and I'm Jackie Henderson. Today we are talking about healing trauma from the bottom up. And what do I mean when I say from the bottom up? Well, trauma is in the body, and our body responds to trauma. Think about when you get triggered, when you get anxious, when you get fearful, and your body starts to get aroused, get stimulated, gets anxious, and feeling nervous, and butterflies, and tightness and lots of different ways that people respond physically to trauma, to stress. And when we've had trauma in our lives and it's been unprocessed, it stays in the body. It stays deep inside us and it doesn't come out until it's healed. So it's really important that we learn the process of healing and we start working on this journey so we can feel calm and safe in our own skin. So when I say from the bottom up, it has two meanings actually. And the first meaning in somatic experiencing, which is created by Peter Levine, and it's all about trauma healing therapeutically, it talks about from the bottom up, meaning the amygdala part of your brain. And that part of your brain is the animalistic part of the brain that causes us to fight or flight when we are in danger. It tells us to take care of ourselves. It's instinctual. It's reptilian. It really takes care of us when we are in a fearful situation. The other meaning from bottom up could mean from the body to the brain. So we want to be able to calm our bodies so our brain can come back online and guide us and protect us and take care of us in a thoughtful way. When our bodies get triggered emotionally and we're in a heightened state, whether it be through rage, overwhelming grief, just all strong emotions taking over us, the frontal part of our brain goes offline and we don't think right, we don't think clearly. So we have to learn how to calm our bodies. And the amygdala part of our brain and our bodies are connected. And it's all connected through the vagus nerve. So if you are interested, you can study a a theory called the polyvagal theory, which talks about how to self-regulate your body so you can calm the mind, calm the body, and really bring everything back to the heart, to a homeostasis, to an even place. If you've been traumatized your whole life, or you had extreme trauma as a child and you're still living with it, or you've had a trauma recently, your body is in a heightened state. It's in a state of arousal. It's in a state of being triggered. And it's important to notice this, to realize, to name, and be able to tell when your body is in this state. Many people have lived in this state for so long, they don't even know that they're living in this aroused state. They're used to being high-strung. They're used to feeling very scared and fearful all the time. They're used to being jumpy and nervous and feeling the world is unsafe. And it's important to be able to heal this so you can come back to a calm place. 
if your body stays in this heightened state for a period of time, eventually you're going to experience illness. According to the polyvagal theory, people who experience fight or flight when they're in fear and they're being triggered or they're in overwhelm, they're going to have a lot of health issues above the heart. They're going to have heart disease. They're going to have chronic pain in the shoulders and neck. They're going to get migraines. They're going to get insomnia. There's a lot of reasons and there's a lot of manifestations of physical illness that happen as a result of fight or flight mode being on constantly. People who go into a collapse state or freeze state when they're triggered or, or in overwhelm, they're going to have a lot of health issues below the heart, digestive issues, ulcers, feminine issues, sexual issues with their genitals, hip issues, lower back issues, all those things are often manifested as a result of being in a free state over time. It's really important that we learn how to bring our body back to a calm place so that we can be in homeostasis, that our body can be at ease and not in disease. And that's very important. So when we talk about the amygdala and the animal part of our brain, it is meant to protect us. Think about an animal in the woods that's getting shot at by a hunter. The animal dashes to safety. Once it's safe, it goes back to eating the grass. It doesn't look around for the hunter anymore. It doesn't look for danger. But for some reason, as humans, if we've been in a traumatic experience, we're always looking for danger, even when the danger is physically gone. We always expect it to happen again. We expect it to recur. And we live in a heightened state of fear. Animals don't do that. Animals go back to life as normal after the threat is gone. Humans feel like the threat is constant and is always going to come back. And it could be because it does. It could be a person living in an abusive environment and they're constantly being abused physically, emotionally, sexually. It could be a person who was physically, sexually, or emotionally abused as a child over time and it always feels constant and it's still with them now. But I want you to know that you are safe now and if you're not safe, you're in a situation where you are still in danger, I'm going to encourage you to call a resource center, a mental health center, a therapist, a friend, open up, share your experience and get the help you need and the support you need. You do not need to live in fear. So let's go back to the animal part of the brain, the amygdala part of the brain. This is meant to save us when there's a real threat. If a lion chases you, that's a real threat. Your brain tells you to run. If someone attacks you, that's a real threat. Your brain tells you to fight. If someone's hunting you or looking for you, your brain tells you you're in danger, might tell you to collapse and stay small so they can't find you. Those are all responses to real threats. However, our brain doesn't always know the difference between a real threat and an imagined or perceived threat. This is why we can think about something that's going to happen tomorrow or something that we're afraid of happening tomorrow or something we're afraid of happening in the future and our bodies can get just as triggered and as fearful as if it's happening for real in this moment. 
So we have to remember that we're in control of our thoughts and we have to bring our thoughts back to a calm place. Our body believes us when we tell it it's in danger. Even if there's no danger present, but we're anticipating danger, we're anticipating threats, we're anticipating something bad happening. We need to come back to ourselves, we need to come back to our bodies, we need to take care of ourselves and bring ourselves back into homeostasis. So how do we do this? Well, first and foremost, you want to be able to name what you're feeling. If you are in a moment of fear, you want to ask yourself, what what am I afraid of? What is the fear? What is the danger right here, right now? People who have had extreme trauma, soldiers, abuse victims, accident uh, victims, they relive the trauma. It's a PTSD flashback. And when you're in a flashback, you don't know what's real, what's not. So you often think you're actually reliving the trauma when you are sitting in your living room and there's no danger. It's the brain telling the body it's in danger. So here are some tools to help you through that. First and foremost, you want to recognize where you are if you're able to. Sometimes when the PTSD trauma flashbacks are so intense, it's hard to recognize reality from your flashback. But if you're in a place where you're starting to realize you're having flashbacks, I want you to sit and breathe. I want you to look at the things around you, look at the windows, look at the TV, look at the floor, look at the chairs, look at the table, touch the table, touch the chairs, look out the window, stand up and walk around, breathe in the smells, take in the sights, feel things around you and bring yourself into present moment experience. This is very important to bring yourself back into the present because the flashback is telling you you're still in the past but you are no longer in the past. So you wanna bring yourself back into present moment experience. This happens also when we just remember our trauma and we're not healed from it and it keeps coming up. We might not even be aware that the triggers in our lives are reminding us of past traumas, but we always feel anxious, we always feel worried, we always feel like there's threats around the corner. If you're always feeling like the world is not safe, but you aren't quite sure why, chances are you have repressed trauma memories. And it's important to get the healing around that. And here's something that's very important to know that not everyone realizes. You do not have to relive the trauma to heal it. You don't have to go through it detail through detail, though it does help to release it, to speak of it, and to tell the truth to someone that is an enlightened witness, a caring, compassionate person, a therapist, a counselor, a good friend, a spiritual leader, someone that you trust with your spirit and your words and your story. You can share that story and it does release it, but you don't always have to share the story. You just have to know that you've been traumatized, you've been hurt, you've been abused, you've been a victim of violence, you've witnessed violence, people that witness violence are trauma victims because it's secondhand trauma and it still affects us in a way that is overwhelming. So when you have been a trauma victim and you don't always recall it or you do recall it and you don't want to share it, you still can heal your body. You can still learn how to bring yourself back to a homeostasis state 
So your body is at ease and not constantly triggered and aroused. You want to go slow with this. You don't want to move fast. Trauma healing is not fast. It's slow. It takes a while to bring your body into a calm state. There's a thing called equine therapy, and I'm not sure if you're familiar with this, but equine therapy is with horses. And horses are prey animals. They are very aware when there's danger around and they stay away from danger. So equine therapy takes someone that has been very traumatized, usually soldiers or an extreme trauma victim, and it matches the horse with the victim. And usually the trauma victim has such a heightened nervous system and a threatened nervous system that the horses don't want anything to do with the person who has experienced the traumas. So the therapy is helping them to coexist. It's helping the person with the trauma history to learn to calm themselves so that the horse feels safe with them. And as a result, the trauma victim become safe with themselves. It's a beautiful therapy style, but that is the essence of trauma healing is bringing your body into homeostasis, telling your body it's safe and knowing that you're more than your trauma. Your trauma has been running the show for a long time, but there's more to you than that. There's the part that wants to heal. There's the part that's living in the present moment experience. So mindfulness and living in present moment is really important to trauma healing. Self-talk, reminding yourself that you're safe, reminding yourself that no one can hurt you anymore, that you can heal, you can move forward, and growth is possible. I like the saying of post-traumatic growth. How far have you come since the trauma? And really give yourself some credit to move forward, that you have moved forward, and that you continue to move forward. Self-care is really important. You want to take care of yourself during this time. If you've been traumatized recently, self-care is really important, and that includes eating healthy food, staying away from drugs and alcohol, drinking a lot of water, getting the rest that you need, getting the emotional support that you need, getting the physical exercise that you need. Trauma causes a charge in the body. It's a physical charge in the body and it really needs to be released. So using body-centered therapy is an important way to release the, the trauma. My style of therapy is called Hakomi and it's a body-centered therapy. Somatic experiencing is another body-centered therapy. It's a way to go into the body and heal those parts of you that have been wounded and you've been carrying for a long time or even recently and you want to heal. Feeling safety and stable are huge parts of calming yourself and bringing yourself back to homeostasis. Remembering and grieving. Like I said, you don't always have to retell the story but you want to be aware that this did happen to you this did occur it's a real experience it is part of your history and you may need to spend some time grieving that grieving that loss of a healthy childhood grieving the loss of a healthy marriage grieving the loss of 
a limb or a disease that's hurt you and you're not healthy anymore. There's lots of reasons to grieve a trauma, but that's part of the healing process is acknowledging it, stepping into it. And you probably will have to do this through the support of a professional. When you've been extremely traumatized or living through a trauma now or healing from childhood trauma, it's very difficult to do it by yourself. So I encourage you to get the help of a therapist. And then moving into a reconnection with yourself and an integration of yourself, having the awareness that this did happen to you. You did experience this extreme trauma. You've been through a lot. You've been very wounded. And it's very difficult to heal and come back, but you can. And you want to reconnect with that part of yourself that was wounded and damaged as a child and know that you're not damaged anymore. You're back to integration. You're back into healing. Someone tried to hurt you. Something tried to hurt you. Something tried to take your spirit away, but you're not going to let it. We're going to move into a healthy place, into an integrated place, With that life experience, we're not going to bury it. We're going to acknowledge it. We're going to grieve it. And then we're going to emerge into a healthier version of ourselves and integrate that part of you so you're whole. When we try to bury a part of ourselves that was hurtful and painful, it just stays within us and it might even grow spikes in there. So it's important that we heal it So it doesn't have any power over us any longer. We want to stay calm. We want to contain. We want to care. And we want to cope. We want to move into these places and bring our body into those places. And some tools that we can use to help us are things that we've talked about. Learning how to calm the body. Learning how to self-care the body, naming the trigger, naming what's setting you off, and then getting your body to calm itself using the stop skill. We've talked about the stop skill. There's a whole podcast on it. You can go back through and find it. Stepping back, putting space between you and the trigger, reminding yourself nothing's urgent, Reminding yourself that in this moment you are safe and you are okay and you're being triggered by past memories, past thoughts, or something that reminds you of the trauma. A smell might remind you of the trauma. A picture might remind you of the trauma. Someone's words might remind you of the trauma. And those are triggers. And when you realize, oh yes, that always sets me off when I smell that smell or when I hear those words, It triggers me. And when you have that awareness, you can stay in your calm. You can stay in your gentle place. You can stay in your place where you are in control of your body and you are controlling yourself from the bottom up. You're healing your body. You're calming your body. You're caring for your body. You're connecting to your body. And you're an advocate for your body. We don't want to fight ourselves against the trauma. We don't want to get mad at ourselves for always getting triggered. We don't want to get mad at ourselves for always being anxious and worried. We want to become a home team with our bodies and know that we're a little family in here and we're going to take care of ourselves. We've been hurt and we are together now and we're safe and we're going to move into a healthy place. 
when you can calm your body and you can calm that amygdala part of your brain, your thoughtful part of your brain, your prefrontal cortex comes online and helps you to heal even more efficiently. And you can work together in a homeostasis and integration. And eventually, that trauma, that abuse, that pain, that illness, that accident, whatever it was that caused the trauma in the first place, will no longer trigger you in the same way. It's something that you've experienced, but now it's softened. It even feels further away from you, and your body is at ease. Doesn't that sound wonderful to have your body at ease? So I encourage you to get the help of a professional. Do some body-centered therapy. Do your self-care practices. Remind yourself you're safe. You are worth it. You don't have to live in a trauma state your whole life. It's time to live with ease. Thank you for joining me on You Are Not For Everyone podcast. I hope you're enjoying the podcast and that you will consider supporting the show in a few different ways. You can share it with friends, you can write a review, or you can quote unquote buy me a coffee. Go down to the episode description and click the link support the show and you can support us financially and just share it. Tell everyone you know, stay well, be healthy, and I'll see you next time.